Woo, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Slum Society show, here to brighten and lighten your life, literally, metaphorically, categorically, any oracle <laughs> that you please, we are here and we are pleased to be speaking to you again. Today we are going to be discussing successful habit change, what it takes to change for life, long-term change, how we elicit lifelong successful change with our Six Steps to Slim members, and how education plays such a huge role in all of this. I am Connor Rhodes, your nutritionist as always, and today I am joined once again by my fabulous co-host, Slim Society supporting coach, Lynn Robertson. Yeah! Exactly, the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. It's what the crowd is here for. It's what the crowd is here for. How are you today, Lynn? (laughs) Uh, I'm well, thank you. I've just been for a beautiful walk. Um, well, like this morning it was horrible weather, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't great anyway. And um, so held off till this afternoon. And we've just been for a very, very nice but quite long walk. Um, and it was very good. Very nice indeed in the sunshine, in the countryside. Very nice. Yeah. I have done the... No. Sorry, sorry. I have done the exact same as you today. I was just going mm-hmm. to say, um, we live in Sheffield. For people who might not, um, who might not know, might be listening. And yep, this morning I um, ran a little errand and walked back and got walked back and got severely rained on. But then I went for a yeah. little walk this afternoon while on a phone call. Qu- quite windy, a little mm-hmm. bit brisk, but beautiful clear mm-hmm. skies. Hey, beautiful clear skies. Yeah. Love it. Spring's coming, isn't it? We can feel oh. it. Yes, yes. We can feel it. The flowers are blooming as well. Yep, they um, are. They yeah, are they're, they're coming out, aren't they? Out of my kitchen window today as well. All my uh, crocuses are coming open. It, uh, it lifts the spirits, doesn't it? It does. Springtime, a pretty little ringtime. Birds <laughs> oh, sing, <dear>. hey, ding. <laughs> That's a fucking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> you'll start it raining again. oh oh um but anyway anyway lynn we've come to talk about um the abcs of successful change maybe we've come to talk about habit change haven't we in education you sent me a message um proposing this fantastic topic of which i am a big fan because it's the kind of stuff that i built the six steps to slim program from and it's it's literally one of the biggest reasons why we get great great success rates with people where all other programs in the past have failed for them before it's one of the reasons why we get such a high success rate for people that struggle so what were you thinking um about this conversation where were you thinking we could take it exactly well just something that you've just said there you said uh, you know where we get a great success rate and i think that that's twofold it's not just a success rate as far as people successfully lose weight it's about that people stick at it and stick with it um beyond the end of the program if there ever such ever is such a thing as beyond the end of the program i mean when their fat loss journey is over they still stick with it and i think that that is what makes this program different to any of the others and believe you me anybody that knows me i have tried every single one (laughs) every single one many 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 times Uh, And anything and everything that anyone has ever suggested to me in the past 40 years or 45 years that they've said, you know, I've heard of this new diet and what have you. And they've given me the book or given me the video or given me the website or whatever. And I've been on it and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But 
nothing has ever hit me um, between the eyes like this program has. And I've tried to analyse what's different about it. And people who know me have asked me that question many times. So what's special about it? What's different about it? And, you know, if you say any of the things that um, are the simple answers, as in it's counting calories, you know, people go, yeah, <laughs> you know, counting calories, that's, that's ancient, that is. We used to do that years ago. So <laughs> yeah. nothing new about that. So what, what's new and what's different? And um, whether it's new or not, uh, and I presume it's not new, it's just very, very different as far as a, a slimming program is concerned are the things that you've described as the ABC. Now, I, I don't know anything about ABC. I don't know that that's what, uh, what I'm about to say is described as, if that makes sense. But yeah. um, ABC, I know that you've said that the A stands for autonomy and the B stands yep. for belonging. And I don't yep. know what the C stands for, but I, I know it as education. So maybe you'll just chip in and say what the C stands for again. It's annoying words, isn't it? It's not your fault. Yeah. The, you can tell when the scientists have fucking decided that they, they've used awkward words to make it say ABC because the C is competence, but you're exactly right. It, mm. it kind of is. It also means skill. So it's not exactly education. It's education and skill and a couple of other things combined, but it, it's, it basically boils down to education, yes. Yeah, and, and mainly for me, it's the C slash education that is the um, differentiator, differentiator, is that the right word, um, mm -hmm. between, between this programme and any other. Um, because the belonging, I think that that is um, common in lots and lots of different slimming groups, the belonging, you know, being part of a group, being part of a community, being part of a family, whatever word you want to call it. And whether yeah. that's physical, as in you go and sit with a group of people or a Facebook type thing or an online type thing. Either way, I think the belonging is pretty uh, similar, not the same, but similar. So I didn't really want to talk much about that because I think that that is similar. The autonomy is, is a good thing um, and different because you do have autonomy as to you don't give out meal plans, etc., etc. But some other places don't either. Some other places do give you a variety of things that you can choose from and you can work out your own meal plans and things. Um, and, you know, we could talk about that at, at, at a different um, time. But the big thing for me, the huge, huge thing is education, knowledge, science, information, all of those things. And I don't think it's just me. I mean, I am very much a person who loves knowledge and information and science and, and the reason why things are. And I'm an analyst at heart. So for me, it ticks all the boxes from an education perspective. Um, and I think even if you're not that kind of person, as in you're not an analyst or, or um, you, you're not specifically interested in the science behind things, then still, 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 there are so many different points that are um, covered in this programme through a variety of means, which we can talk about, that have fascinated me. Bearing in mind that I have dieted, as I, as I say, for probably almost 50 years and I have tried every diet and I have also been a coach on other programs. Then for me to be able to find out so many things that I never, ever knew or that I might have known but didn't understand or, or knew a bit about it but didn't understand the reasons why behind it, 
then to me, that is the biggest, biggest thing. And I've got loads of things I've written down to talk about, but I think I'll stop there and let you chip in now. (laughs) Oh, that sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. And I think, yes, we were on the same vein and that that all made excellent and perfect sense. And you actually reminded me of something that happened to um to me or a conversation that i had it was it was it was an online conversation but still maybe only 2 weeks ago where mm-hmm. i am a coach in a a group um it's the mac nutrition group for nutritionists so there's a gr- there's a group of roughly 1000 nutritionists online um headed up and run by the great and powerful martin mcdonald who is my mentor um and I am a coach in this group to help the other nutritionists who are either going through his nutrition education program or just there to try and learn more in general. And somebody in this group, a Mac Nutrition student, asked me how we help people change their mindset and how they see food successfully on our program. And I replied that it's different for each member, definitely. There's no, there's no one size fits all, but... In a Zoom meeting, kind of semi-coincidentally, but I also do this periodically, I'd asked the people who were on that Zoom meeting, because we have like weekly sort of online meetings now, don't we, due to the pandemic and everything online now, yeah. Um, And I just asked the members, I I just said, right, I've just got a question, because I just like to check in with people to see if what we're doing as a program are the right things, and to see if we're helping people in the right ways, and to see what we should be focusing on and maybe what we shouldn't. I asked the the members on on the Zoom meeting, what do you feel like has been the biggest causal changing factor for your success on this program? And people had different answers. Some people said this and some people said that, but nearly every single person said some form of education or mentioned the word education in there at some point. Literally 90%, like it must have been 80 or 90% of everybody said something relating to the education on the program. Being now that's that's of... interesting because I, I didn't know that and I, I obviously wasn't on that Zoom. So that's interesting that I said it might just be me and it's obviously not just me then. And that's good because I assumed that other people would have found that that was the differentiating factor. Yeah, and people might think, education like what about calories and stuff and and it's like a a little bit maybe like we do talk about basic biology and like you said the science but it's not it's not just the basic science on like a fundamental biological level of this is a calorie this is a carbohydrate no it's not that it's it's education on application it's a little bit about how things work and what, what you've got to do but it's more about how you're actually going to do it. That's where most of the education lies in our program. It's education for application to help people fit it into their lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, we we talk about the six steps to slim, you know, that is, um, you know, I know we're called the slim society, but you know, the, the overarching thing is the six steps to slim. And, you know, there are six different parts to it. And actually, more than that, really, because each one's sort of divided into two, really, isn't it? So there's there's a lot of of different content there that's the constant content, if you want to call it that. And then, of course, you know, you do very, very regular um, online, um, uh, what do you call it, online videos. um, Yeah, like extra content, yeah. 
yeah, extra content about sort of current things, current questions or things that are on the news or, or things such as that. But it's it's sort of that, um, the, the constant um, six steps that have just blown me away because I, I think that the first two, you know, which is basically, you know, what you eat and how you move sort of thing. That's, <laughs> Good that's summary, pretty, yeah. Pr- pretty common um, yep. understanding of people, you know, eat less, move more and you'll lose weight. That's it, basically. You know, you can read that anywhere. Eat less, move more, eat less, move more. Um, and, you know, it's it's a sentence and it means something and um, it, it's not, it, it, they're not new words. It's that the... the the thing to me is the rest of it, the rest of it. And not not just that, you know, they, they eat less. Well, that you know, that's sort of fundamental and common sense. But lots of things, even like um, what you've said, you know, you need to be in um, 3,500 calorie deficit to be able to lose one pound of body fat. I don't think I even knew that before. And that seems as if that is quite fundamental. Why would mm. I have not known that before? But I don't think I did. And I don't think a lot of people know that either. What You've been sort of given that feedback before, Connor. Oh, yeah, many times. It is a mix. It is a mix because obviously we're not the only programme that talks and teaches about calories. And you can look these things up on the internet. And it's real science that is known by people, of course. So we're not the only programme that teaches this. But if you look at the most common programmes, most of them don't focus directly on calories when... We know that calories is the thing that affects the body fat the most. It's like 80% of all of the all of the variable change comes just from that one singular thing. It's it's the it's the overarching and biggest thing, but most programs don't focus on this. Like Slimming World, they're basically a healthy eating program, aren't they? They they, they yeah. do they do increase food quality and not too much talking about food quantity. Weight uh-huh. watchers do weight watchers do points. Um Cambridge do supplements, their sort of little supplements and stuff like this, don't they? So yeah, does like and the Huel- life as well. Yes, yeah. and lighter life. Yes, true. Um, Atkins does like ridiculously high protein. Keto does no carbs. There's there's low carb diets as well. There's paleo diet yeah. folks focusing on quote unquote ancestral or natural whole foods. None of these. It's not that they. It's not that these programs either. I'm not saying they deny calories or they don't take it into account. They're just not. That's not the variable they're focusing on or teaching as the primary and most important. They yeah. they all teach. They all teach some. I don't know some different variable yeah yeah it's just different yeah Yeah, it's just a different one literally that's it i think i think it's different and as as you say many many times you haven't invented this you know you you you've invented the six steps to slim program uh created it and 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 created the content but there's with all due respect to you connor there's not very much in there i would think that you you yourself have invented it's just that you are imparting knowledge to the rest of us that existed already, but that none of us have ever known before in the dieting context. Not unless you were a scientist or a nutritionist or a you you know really really interested in science or biology or that kind of thing. It's not something that has ever been discussed or shared with me in any kind of dieting program before. Would you agree with that? 
I absolutely would agree with that. And I would love to just speak on that for a minute because you are exactly right. None of it is my original information, really. And that is a good thing (laughs) because that, that, that would be called making shit up which i'm not yeah. doing <laughs> which i'm not doing i'm basing um, every single recommendation in the program is based on actual hard science and if anybody ever wants to question the things that we do and i hope that they do i hope the members say oh why is it a good idea to do this or why do you say that or where does that information come from we can talk about it and i can show you the science and the studies behind it because it's actual real information not invented by me like yes i called it the six steps to slim because i like literally and it sounds cute but the the, even the six steps to slim themselves they they are the fundamental blocks and basics and biggest sort of variables that you can work with for fat loss success that is not my opinion Mm -hmm. like, like you like you said about the six steps to slim and it's the other four that have sort of made you think a little bit more about food in different ways and about the whole bigger picture it blew my mind too this is why yes. I made the program. It, it literally blew my mind too, because I, I've obviously done nutrition courses and personal training courses and advanced this and extra that. And throughout all this, I see, I've seen so much science and so many studies and listened to so many lectures by so many just hundreds of people. And, and these, these same variables keep cropping up and cropping up and cropping up. And it's literal hard science. If you get people in Western populations and you split them into two groups, the sort of normal slash average BMI sort of weight category and then people who've got higher end BMI or sort of body weight categories Uh not that we specifically agree with the BMI and all this kind of thing but you know um, the, the the people on the slimmer ends of the scales they do these six things it's not my opinion. They manage calories correctly. They move more on average than the other group. They eat healthier and eat more fruits and veg than the other group. They manage stress and eat eat, eat proper well-rounded meals and think about meal frequency and watch mm-hmm. for snacks and stuff like that. That's the fourth step to slim, isn't it? They eat more protein than the other group and they manage liquid calorie intake better than the other group. So I, it's me that kept, yes, it's not my information, but I kept seeing these variables crop up of these are the things, not my opinion, that slim people do. So that's why it's the six steps to slim, literally. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's, there's all of that that you've said, and I've written a lot of that down, you know, the protein, the water, you know, sleep is a big thing that, that I, we can talk Correct, about in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, lots of things to do with the six steps that I never realised, I never knew, I never understood. I, I absolutely didn't think of the bigger picture at all but i think um uh, there's also other things that um are talked about on on our program such as you know every other program ever 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 says do not weigh yourself more than once a week you must not weigh yourself more than once. is that a true week. do they say that well i absolutely absolutely interesting weigh yeah okay. weigh yourself once a week um, you know, they, they just don't don't do it any any other than that. Don't get so all these these um, groups and clubs where you actually go somewhere to get weighed. You know, mm. they they actually say to you over and over, do not get weighed at home, um, because n- number one, don't get weighed more often than once a week. But also, you'd obviously be getting weighed on different scales, which is obviously relevant in some ways, mm. uh, not massively relevant, but of course, it's different time of day, different clothes, different scales. Um, mm-hmm. But but they say you know just once a week is sufficient, and of course on our program 
we say a lot more often than that. We say around three times a week. Or, yeah, two to three, more, something like this. Yeah, two or three. Or more often if you want to. But but the, the whole point of it that we say is do that and make a note of it. Either plot it on a graph on some sort of app or write it down somewhere or draw your own you know, chart or whatever. But either way, make a note of it and then use an average. Um, because, you know, as long when you are only doing it once a week, then um, that one time in, in the week when you get weighed, there's so many different things uh, that could happen. So many different variables at that point in time, at that one point in a seven day um, period that you get weighed that that could completely throw you either way, thinking that you've lost a lot, thinking that you've put on a lot, when actually you haven't done either of those at all. Whereas if you do... So so what I'm coming around to saying is, even that about the fundamental thing of getting weighed is different on this programme and something that I'd never thought about before. As you know, Connor, I'm obsessive with the scales and you know always have been all my life, get weighed every day, whatever. But I've always sort of shied away from telling anybody that before because it's always been an absolute no-no on other programs that you must only get weighed once a week. So when you do get weighed more often, you're sort of, you know, not following the program. Whereas mm. on this one, you know, you're encouraged to get weighed more than once a week. So even things like that, bits of things in between the six steps to sleep, I've thought, well, you know, I've never heard that before. I've never been told that before. Um, so I'll, I'll come up for air again there and let you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's amazing. I, th- I think one of the things that arises that's a, li- a little bit different in our program there than others is because I, I, I don't have any really many hard or fast rules. There isn't anything that anybody has to do specifically. So like you said, people can weigh themselves on our program twice a week, three times. Some people might weigh themselves every single day of the week if they want to. And I don't mind. I don't mind. It's literally just a discussion of what's most effective. And it's that way on the program because I come from a a science background. We do things the way that correct practices dictate. And I also come from a background of hiding from problems doesn't fix them. And I understand people as well. And I understand why not, not the weight not the weight loss programs that are telling them not to weigh themselves more than once a week, but a lot of people don't want to weigh themselves more than once a week. When they come to the program and I say, well, it'd be better to be honest, if you weighed yourself two or three times per week, they go, <gasps> what? Yeah. And people get, yeah, people You're get scared. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. People get scared. <laughs> they don't, they don't want to, but why, why would they not want to weigh themselves? Why would they not want to weigh themselves? It's because it's only because it, because they think they might not like what they see. And, and hiding from problems doesn't fix it, does it? But on our program, people's weight always comes down. We, we con- Calories is the thing that determines whether your body fat comes on or off, and that determines whether your weight comes down or not based on that, doesn't it? So that's what we control, calories. So then when people drop the calories in the way that they're shown to, which works every time, their weight comes down every single time. And then when people when see their weight coming down this gives them motivation they've no and then they, they're not scared to weigh themselves anymore so it gives people freedom i'm actually just going on my phone here and i've got a a quote literally from a lady last week inside the group name shall be omitted just for privacy just in case um 
she's checked into the group because our members can check into the group every single night if they want, can't they? And just let us know how they're doing. Um, she's put in a reply to me. Yay. Thank you. It just shocks me every few days when I get on the scale and it's like a pound or half a pound lower. I'm astounded. When you initially told me it was good to weigh in every few days to get an average for the week, I was like, and then it's this lots of scared and <laughs> sort of yeah. worried face, yeah. face emojis. And then it says, but it's actually a pleasure right now. And then she's put a love heart. That's because her weight's going down. It's yeah. a pleasure for her to weigh in because her weight's going down. And she says, oh, and I've had to ditch a pair of my jeans because the waist is massive and they kept slip, slipping down. And then she's put <laughs> these little party faces. Exactly. She, she's not worried about weight. She wants to weigh herself. And I want her to weigh herself because I, I want her to see that her actions are, are, are achieving the result that she wants. Then she feels motivated from this. She gets positive confirmation. I am doing the right thing. It is working. It is worth yeah. it. You, you've yeah. mentioned before that on hardcore diets, that's the only thing that kept you going, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Seeing absolutely. the weight going down. Which, yeah. um, which diet were you doing? I can't remember. That was the Cambridge diet when I got the Cambridge diet. Went, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the weight was dropping every single day, wasn't it? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and yeah. and you were running, you were running on flipping motivation and adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I certainly wasn't running on food or fuel. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but but I think so, I think um, you know you you're absolutely right, and obviously that that lady, you know, you've just read that out now, and so that that confirms the fact that people are quite shocked when you suggest that they need to get not need to but ought to or maybe would like to get weighed more often than once a week because that's not what we've been programmed to do on other diets and you know it's a lot of it is programming you know um for example i'll just something else that's just come into my head and um, we've talked about this before how many people um have got into their heads programmed that to lose weight you need to have 1200 calories a day this is a number that is programmed, you know, from years gone by. I mean, my friend Jill, you know, when we were on that um, uh, Facebook Live recently doing something with her, and she said she remembers when her mom, um, many, many years ago, many years ago, went on a diet, and you know, a 1,200 calories a day diet. And I yeah. remember my mom saying 1,200 calories. So that's even from my, our parents telling us that, let alone other slimming things that I've read and, and everything over the years, 1,200, 1,200. So that gets into your head. So as soon as anybody mentions this is a calorie controlled diet, if you want to call it that, then immediately yeah. people jump to the conclusion that it's 1,200 calories. And I, I say that for, for ladies. That's an interesting point, and, yeah. Yeah, and in my head, 1,200 calories for ladies, 1,500 for men. That is that is what, you know, and it's not just where have I got that from? I must have made that up. No, 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 no. That is a piece of education that has gone in my head and a hell yeah. of a lot of other people's heads. And suddenly you, you say to somebody, you know, I'm following this calorie control thing, and they go, oh, you know, 1,200 calories a day. There's no way that I could manage on that. And immediately you say, no, no, this one's not like that. What do you mean it's not like that? You know, when you go on a calorie control, you have to go down to 1,200. So even that, Connor, is interesting as to that is a it's, it's a preconceived idea, but based on being given that as a fact many, many times. You're exactly right. Um, if I could just skip back for a second as well, I'd just like to talk about the before we move on from the conversation, I'd like to talk about um, the weighing more than once a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because just to finish off the reasons that we do that, because I think it might help people a little bit. It's partly yes for the reasons that you mentioned, where your weight changes literally every hour of every single day. Let me just go on a calculator and see how many hours there are in a week. It's 168. <laughs> and and if you weigh in once a week, you're checking what you weigh at one out of 100, at one 168th of the week, aren't you? And there's a lot yeah. of different things that can go into that. Like you could be bloated. It could be hormones changing for ladies, couldn't it? You could be dehydrated and showing a lighter weight than you actually are. You could be ill yeah. and showing a heavier weight than you actually are or even stress or things like this can affect it you're exactly right so for me as a coach it's just not much information one point per week i can work with one point per week but it's going to take me weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks probably like four to six weeks to be able to start looking at an average trend of what's happening with this person's weight and why and start figuring out how fast their metabolism is and what's going on it's not that it's not going to work it's just going to take flipping ages if we weigh in three times per week then I can get more information faster and I can figure out what's going on with their metabolism, whether the food intake's being changed correctly and the weight's coming down on average and often enough for them to be happy in more like two weeks. So we can halve the time it takes by getting more information faster. So it's, it's yeah. partly to get more information and avoid sort of, like you said, wild ups and downs and who knows why they're there. Mm. It's also though, there's more reasons. It's also partly to avoid people like the story would be classic when people go to Slimming World, they want to choose the evening meeting and then they don't eat all day and maybe go walking around with a flipping bin bag and don't drink any water and try yep. and go to the toilet as many times as possible. Like a flipping yep. boxer trying to dehydrate themselves down for a weigh-in. <laughs> no, that's, that's absolutely that, true. That, that, that's yeah, true, that, isn't it? People that, do that, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. want, so I, instead I want people to weigh in two or three times per week. Cause what are you going to do? Flipping, not eat all day and dehydrate yourself down, flipping three times a week. Well, if you did, you'd lose loads of actual weight and it wouldn't be a problem, would it? So, <laughs> so it's partly to stop people. I don't know, trying to fandangle themselves and trying to pull tricks. It just, you just have to accept that that's not going to work this time. We're not playing no stupid dehydration tricks. We're we're doing it properly and we want to see what you actually weigh on average. Um, And then the third and last reason is, again, I've looked at just so much science and so many studies. And do you know that just unbelievable amounts of science and studies show that people who weigh themselves more often get better results and they also keep the weight off longer. One of the biggest um factors that determines how much weight somebody keeps off after the diet or whether they do or not is literally whether they keep weighing themselves it doesn't say in the literature that i've seen a specific amount but it ju- just a, a, a decent frequency like maybe once a week or once every two weeks checking in with themselves to not hide from the problem and if they see it going up then actually thinking earlier and faster think thinking all right i'm going to get onto this and i'm going to fix it and understanding that their food their food intake must have gone up and what's going on rather than just waiting until your fucking jeans feel a bit tight and by then it's three quarters of a stone on and you're thinking shit yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. so people literally, literally in the science over and over and over and over again in weight loss studies, if you look at people who lose weight and people who don't, people who weigh themselves more often get better results and they keep the weight off for longer. So it's about not hiding from the problem. It's about mindfulness. It's about understanding what's going on. It's about looking at the, the big the big picture, not the fake picture, the dehydrated picture. <laughs> yeah. It's more information yeah. for me. We can see we can see what's going on more. Anyway. 
does that make sense on flipping what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I loved, your, Absolutely. I loved your point as well about the 1,200 calorie per day thing because these things are, I don't know, they're like societal memes, aren't they? They're like society. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You've not invented that. Ladies, when you, when you said that, they, they will have recognized that they have also heard and thought that 1,200 calories per day is is the goal to aim for. In fact, flipping my fitness pal gives nearly every lady 1,200 calories per day as the goal. If you put yeah. in your flipping, yeah, if you put in your stats, my fitness pal gives basically everybody 1,200 calories per day. So that that's also a flipping perpetrator. Yeah. <laughs> it's also yeah. it's also contributing to it and we've yeah. we've had conversations before privately and publicly on these podcasts haven't we about how different calorie intakes suit different people and it's not flipping yes. appropriate no matter what number you say in calories it's not flipping appropriate is it just to no. eat that over and over again exactly and, exactly anyway that's my that's my speech turn this time there you go <laughs> no, <laughs> Ding, it's like really, it's like obviously. tennis or ping pong ding to you <laughs> <laughs> But that's what a conversation's all about, isn't it? Um, you know, listening to the two to two different sides. But I think um, I think the other thing that I've just thought about as well um, is, although of course, and you know, we've we've talked about this subject as well. That of course, this is a fat loss program, and people join primarily because they want to lose weight. But also, it's a health program as well, um, if that's the right way of describing it. So, so some of the things that we talk about in the, um, you know, in people's daily check-ins or on the Zoom or on your um, videos or, or whatever, are not necessarily weight-related, but are health-related yeah. as well. And once again, I'm not really aware that any other slimming program, I think they pay lip service to healthy eating and a healthy plan, and this is healthier for you. But I think it's usually 90% food related. Well, 99% food related. Whereas I mentioned a little bit um, earlier about sleep and also about vitamins. Well, those two things aren't really necessarily weight related. Although I do understand that there is an element of weight related aspects to them. But they, they, they are health things as well. So, you know, I've always taken for years and years a variety of different vitamins and minerals. But mm. they were always sort of fad things, really. Things that I read about in a magazine or something. And usually things that said that they helped your metabolism or yeah. that they helped fat melt away or that they helped stopping you from feeling hungry or, that you know, usually that. So I got, you know, quite a concoction of things that I was taking every day. But if anybody really said to me, why are you taking those? I'd have forgotten the reasons why I was taking them because I've been taking them for so long and the magazine will have been long gone, etc. Um, but, you know, so I was taking a, a handful every day, but not really knowing why. And then suddenly, you know, one of the six steps to slim, the, the one about the vitamins and minerals and things that I listened to, I was absolutely fascinated, just fascinated about it and specifically about vitamin D. And, you know, it was a while ago that I heard that um, video, probably like 18 months ago. And my goodness me, how much have we been talking about vitamin D in the media since <laughs> yep. then, since the whole COVID thing? Um, and, you know, I've got so many people, so many people that I know now taking vitamin D for lots of different reasons. And, you know, I, I may well have told you this before, Connor, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to tell you now anyway. But, um, 
the the difference that and I believe it is vitamin D. Obviously, I've got no proof that this is the case. But the difference that taking vitamin D has made to two members of my family from a mental health perspective is yeah. enormous, absolutely enormous. Uh, two members of my family who used to have quite well depression. I'll say depression, but not necessarily medically medical depression where they've had to take tablets for it but you know depressed depressive moments in time or depressive parts of the year or or especially winter time um when um they've had real real low mood times when it's been dark and and um and you know winter time and since they've been taking vitamin three they have been transformed absolutely transformed now that's not weight related. I'm not talking about, and they've also lost weight, and it's had a huge impact on their weight. But they have changed, really changed, and both of them truly believe it's because of vitamin um, D. And I know quite a lot of people uh, through a variety of different things that I do. And oh my goodness me, the number of times that people mention that they're feeling a bit depressed or a bit low, or a bit fed up, and I'm banging the vitamin D drum like I don't know what, saying you need to be taking vitamin D. You know, <laughs> like so, a vitamin D dealer. I know. <laughs> yeah, I am. I might as well be on commission. For I give it. I give it to people. I give it to people for as gifts. Literally, vitamin D breath breath spray, like mint flavored breath spray. <laughs> I literally give Connor, it to people as Connor, gifts. I gave so many people <laughs> bottles of vitamin D as Christmas presents. It, <laughs> yes, it was unbelievable. <laughs> They probably think we're the them. worst family member and friends ever, don't they? They're like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, think we're doing so, a great healthy thing. <laughs> yeah, so lo- I bought loads of little bottles of vitamin D from the My Protein thing, you know, buy one, get one free sort of thing, and, uh, and gave them out as stocking fillers for so many different people. Uh, and then I had to explain, you know, I've, I've bought you these because I thought they might help you with, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, so that's, you know, that's not weight related, but it's health related. So once again, you know, we're not we're looking at the whole person and the holistic side of things as well, not just the take vitamin D and the weight will melt away. No, we're not saying that at all. But as part of the the bigger picture of the whole person, mm-hmm. um, to to me that was mind blowing. Listening to that video about the um, the vitamins and um, and mineral side of things. Well, that's amazing to hear. And I believe this is because I I try really hard, believe it or not, to be an actual good coach and to help people mm-hmm. and to understand people and to do a good job. Um, and before I was a nutritionist, I was a personal trainer for 10 years. So working one-to-one with people. And one of the reasons I believe I was a good personal trainer is because I I work hard to understand what people actually want. And I know what my people who come to see me want. Yes, they want to lose weight. Like you said, you exactly said it. You said most people have got some kind of fat fat loss related goal. True. But that's not their actual real goal. People don't want to lose weight. At a bare minimum, people want the weight gone. They don't actually want to lose the weight. This is Losing the weight is a hassle that's in between where they are and where they want to be. They don't want to lose weight. Yeah, they don't want to actually lose the weight. They just want the weight gone. They don't want it to be there. That, even then, is not the real goal. They, why do they not want the weight to be there? Because the weight must be causing them some sort of hassle, stress, or issue, mustn't it? It must, become, it must be causing them some level of unhappiness or ill health. 
that's mm. what they really that's what they really want on a base level all people's goals just about nearly come down to health or happiness or both or health and happiness that's why i say cute things like we we create health and happiness using fat loss food and fitness at slum society the six steps of slim it's all the alliteration health and happiness yeah. using fat loss food and fitness that's what we do we're helping people be healthier and happier using these tools and yes it is about fat loss but not not really is it like i was talking to a lady literally earlier on a consultation um and she said she wants to lose weight because she's got a holiday coming up and she wants to feel as confident as she can be in a bikini that she that, that's that's more like that's it isn't it that's more like a real goal yeah. she wants to lose yeah. weight but why because she's going on holiday yeah but that's not why it's because she wants to go on holiday and feel as confident and as happy on holiday and not worried she wants to be in as good of a ha happiness position as she can be when she's on holiday and hopefully if we do long hopefully if we do lifelong lasting change then she'll also maintain through um not being on holiday and then she'll feel good and confident and in control when she's not on holiday too because people yeah. shouldn't people shouldn't have to feel like they need to diet so they can go on holiday you should hopefully you can just be in a position where you're healthy and happy and you just feel like you can go on holiday and you will be confident so it's because people's goals come down to health and happiness exactly like you said so we do things that yes it's not directly about the weight but you know if you're healthier and happier the weight comes off flipping easier 100 guaranteed yeah. if you don't feel like if, yeah, yeah if you don't feel like crap and you're in a good mood it's easier to eat well so it all helps <laughs> literally yeah. it all helps yeah 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 but then, but then coming back to the protein, uh, I am telling you now, I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about, I mean, obviously, you know, I did biology at school, you know, I know about proteins and fats and carbohydrates and minerals and blah, 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 blah. You know, I know about them from a, a biology lesson, GCSE biology lesson viewpoint. I also know about carbohydrates and fats because a lot of the diet things that I've followed have been low carb or high fat or low fat or fiber related or what have you. And, mm -hmm. you know, the F plan diet and all this, this, the hundreds of diets that I've been on. But I don't remember ever reading or being told or, or anybody telling, you know, anything at all on any of the programs that I've been on that have actually mentioned protein in any, in any shape or form. I might have missed it, but I don't remember it. So when there was a whole lecture on protein, I mean, I'm not being funny, but it doesn't sound very exciting to listen to a lecture about protein. No, it's so like, <laughs> exactly I don't really, right. I don't really want a biology lesson, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean you know, the, the, yeah. the lecture that's, you know, cravings versus hunger, that sounds quite exciting and interesting, that. But a, a lecture about protein, you know, ooh, you know, I'm not really bothered about this one, but go on then, I'll give it a listen sort of thing absolutely fascinating 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 because you know um obviously you have got the knowledge but and you impart it very well but it's the fact that what you know why don't i know that why don't i know the things about protein that you told me about and um, following on from and you can obviously you know tell us all in a minute why protein is so important but, you know, I took that piece of information and went and spoke to my 80-year-old mother about this, about protein, because my mom didn't, and, and she does more now since I had a long, long talk to her, hardly eats any protein at all. And I think that's because quite often it's expensive compared to other things. And, you know, my mom was brought up, you know, born in the war years and what have you, 
where you didn't have much protein. True. So you used to have potatoes yep. and bread to fill you up and things like that. Yep. Um, and, you know, you had a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of meat or a little tiny bit of milk or hardly any eggs or that kind of thing. And my mum, you know, fills her plate with vegetables or salad, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. But, you know, the tiniest little piece of chicken or the tiniest little piece or half an, an egg or something. Um, and I, I t- sat and talked to her about what I learned from that lecture. And she's like, oh, I know, but, you know, it's a bit expensive going and buying a, a lot of chicken and all this, you know. But I've tried to get around to it for all of the reasons that I learned on that lecture. And I'm not saying that I've completely convinced her, but I've de- certainly gone away towards it. And I, you know, I really do bang that drum now as well about protein because I was fascinated. So you you tell us about it so that I can listen to it all over again now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what I was thinking, and that was a, that was a fantastic story, and I'm really glad that you are trying to impart this information to help other people as well because it's important for elderly people. Protein, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, elderly people get a condition called sarcopenia, which means age-related muscle and strength loss. That's literally yeah. what it means. Yeah, and we all, we all know it. You lose muscle and strength at roughly, if you don't exercise, one percent per year. It go, yeah, wow. it goes yeah, it goes down pretty quick after you get to a certain age. After you get to a certain age, literally. Um, but this can be attenuated. Can it be fixed fully? Yeah, debatable. Everybody ages, but you can attenuate some of the negatives and some of the issues. And having more muscle mass is, which would be one of the benefits of a higher protein intake, maintaining your muscle and strength. That's one of the main benefits. But having more muscle mass is correlated positively with all-cause mortality, which means all forms of death. The more muscle mass you've got, the less chance you have of dying of anything, of any cause, literally. The more muscle mass you've got, the less chance you've got of dying. So you can attenuate and get rid of fakes sort of thing, some of this age-related muscle and strength loss by getting a good protein intake. And it can be reversed as well. Like I've seen loads of studies and there's loads of amazing studies on giving old people protein shakes and giving old people creatine and giving elderly people just vitamins and just healthy stuff that their body actually Mm -hmm. needs. And surprise, surprise, they work better. It boosts your immune system. It does loads of good things. But what we talk about in the education, and I think maybe you can correct me if I'm right or wrong, maybe the reason you found it interesting is because you're exactly right. It does sound like, oh, protein, fucking what? Amino acids. And I remember this from yeah. school. And it was boring yeah. then. What's it going to be like now? It's not like that. It's it's not that kind of education. It's practical education for your benefit. Yes, there's a little yeah. bit of, okay, this is protein. This is what it is. That's about 39 seconds of it. The, the rest of the entire time is... If you want to do it, it will bring you these benefits. If you don't want these benefits, which after you, after people hear the benefits of staying fuller for longer, healthier immune system, keep your muscles strong, you'll be more toned, your metabolism will be faster, and this and that and the other thing. Flip it, there's a list of like 20 benefits on there. You think, shit, really? And yes, damn really. All those flipping, all of them, all those benefits can be yours <laughs> with a yeah. high protein intake. You think, oh, and then it seems more appealing doesn't it? And then it seems more appealing. And then that makes it easier to change. That makes it easier to make the changes because you think, oh, really? So it's about the benefits. And then if people don't want to do any of the optional um, steps to slim out of the six steps to slim, they don't have to. So if they hear those protein benefits, you don't technically have to eat high protein intake um, to lose weight. So we don't force people. If they don't like those benefits, all they think, oh no, this is not for me. You can skip. That's fine. People can skip. But then the rest of the 
the rest of the lecture after that is okay if you've decided to continue on from here and you do want to hear about if you want these benefits what are we actually going to do about it again it's practical education and application it's how can you actually get this protein stuff into your diet easily how can you make these changes to get these benefits and then you can feel them like the vitamin d Vitamin D, like you said, is literally correlated with lower rates of depression. People with better vitamin yeah. D levels have less depression. That is real. It comes up, you can just Google it. It comes up again and again and again and again with the studies. In the past, people with um, seasonal affective disorder or the winter yeah. blues, quote unquote, yeah, they would sit in front of a massive light, wouldn't they? Now you can yeah. do that if you want, but you can also just supplement the vitamin D because that's all the light's doing anyway, stimulating your son to make the vitamin D. You can just take the breath spray. It tastes like mint. It's not that bad. It's by better you. You can buy it on Amazon. It's like six quid i give it like i said i give it as gifts to flipping loads of people yeah. um i was in talks with that better you company at one point um as to whether i was going to become an affiliate for them really? <laughs> didn't work out. yeah because i flipped like you said i thought i need to be on commission for this yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sending out thousands of bottles of this flipping yeah. stuff to people i'm buying it they're telling everybody to take it all the members in the six steps slim group they all take it and you and it is it is you know co correlated with better fat loss better muscle growth better muscle retention better better health stronger bones L literally people with better vitamin d levels lose weight faster Nobody can really identify causal factors why, but if you but if you look at weight loss studies and you put people into groups of higher and lower vitamin D levels, people with higher levels lose weight faster. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But, it, but yeah. like you said, it, it's more about the holisticity. That's not a real word. I've just invented that right there. It's more about the yeah. holistic whole view approach, isn't it? Even down to the health and happiness, like losing weight straight off doesn't always just make people happier just like that it's not like slimmer people are just automatically happier on yeah. a continuum no no it's not that's ridiculous isn't it so and we, we've all maybe heard of or seen or known people who've lost weight and then not been happy not 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 happy with how slim they are but still unhappy after they've lost weight yeah um yeah it's because there's more to life than just that that's just one thing and yes we do work yeah. on that and people do want to be slimmer sometimes okay so we help them with that goal but people want to feel better they want to feel healthier sometimes they want to move better they want less aches and pains they want to be healthier they want to be happier they want to worry less about their body they want to feel more in control don't they well, and, so and, and quite quite often want more confidence to enable them to go and do other things that they've been scared of doing in the past or things they couldn't even do. Some people fucking yeah. change their lives. The people on the Six Steps of Slim program have gone on skydiving and have gone like zip lining and stuff that yeah. they literally before sometimes previously weighed too much that they didn't even have the option. They weren't allowed to do it, literally. So they came, they've lost weight and they've had experiences that were otherwise not available to them. It's flipping wild. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah think, it's wild. Think, you know, they... The more I'm thinking about this now, the more things are coming into my head as to the it's the, the education is interesting, fascinating, different, everything. But it's a huge reason for me why people stick with the program as well, because and, and that's, you know, what we said right at the beginning, that it's this program is different. A lot more people stick with it than other programs. And I think it's because. You understand a lot more about yourself, about how your body works, about how different foods um, fill you up more. Or, or, rather than on other programs, I think when you ask for help or you're struggling or something on other programs, 
I think the kind of things that people offer are recipes to people, things like that. You know, have you tried this recipe? Have you tried that recipe? Uh, have you tried? I've noticed that they've got these on offer in Morrison's or that kind of stuff, which is that's not wrong at all. And, and we do that as well. You know, people will say, I've, I've just tried a new recipe and that kind of thing. But that's one of many, many, many things that are talked about in our programme. Whereas in others, it seems to be that's it. That is the focus, is food. It's about food, about making food tastier, making it a bit different, or about moving. You know, have you tried this form of exercise? Have you tried joining a gym? Have you tried whatever? But to me, this is so much wider than that, so much bigger than this. You know, mm. have you tried drinking more water? Have you tried increasing your protein um, intake? Have you tried finding out whether you're actually hungry or whether it's a craving or not? All of these things are all things that I, I never, I've never really thought about before. I've never, you know, it's always been about how can I stop being hungry or how can I stop being bored with drinking these bloody shakes on Cambridge diet or whatever. <laughs> and so, you know, people will come up with, well, have you tried the vanilla one instead of the strawberry <laughs> one? Or, or oh something, you know, there's a brand new one out now. They've got banana flavour out now. You know, you could try that one sort of thing. Um, and, you know, all more, more of the same so, sort of. Whereas, as, as I, I'm saying, and I, I feel as if I'm really going on about this, but it, it is, it, it's a really, really big thing. And, you know, that uh, my daughter's also on the same programme, and we were talking about this, um, I think it was yesterday, talking about the other differences with this programme. And we talked about this on our last podcast about diet fatigue and about taking maintenance breaks and that, is that on other programmes, if you've done that, taken a break or, or whatever word you want to call it, in theory, you, that's it. You've you've lost it. You, you've you know you've you've lost the plot. You've fallen off the wagon. You've left the program. You've done whatever, and then you, in theory, you have to rejoin and start all over again. And you're usually starting off from a position of more weight on than you ever lost to start with, etc., mm. etc. Et Whereas once again, the education of this tells you that you can take breaks and you should take breaks not just that you can but that you should take breaks um, and therefore once you feel recharged re-energized revitalized whatever words they are then you come back again but you don't you don't ever leave you don't you don't you know you still continue checking in every day saying you know I'm, I'm maintaining at the minute, I'm maintaining at the minute, and however many days or weeks go by, and then eventually you turn around and say, I'm, you know, I'm back and having another burst, as, as me and my daughter are at the minute, you know, we're back on it again now, we're back having a burst, and that's education, that's an education side of it as well. This is why I often say that education equals freedom. And it's yeah. wild, isn't it? Yeah, because after you understand food more, you're in more control of it, and then it doesn't control you. You control it, and then you're free. When people yeah. are weighing, people who are scared of weighing themselves, we just teach them how their body actually works, how to control their actual weight. We help them make it go the way they want it to go, and then they're not worried about it anymore or scared of it. Then they're in control of it, and they're free from that. Again, it's wild, isn't it? Yeah, education can yeah. do such such unbelievably powerful things for people. One of the things I wanted to say was you you hit a very important point earlier in the conversation and it reminded me of what i said to that um mac nutrition student in the group 
when he in the nutrition sort of coaching group when he asked me how do we get such successful change with people and I said it's down to the education I didn't obviously just say the education I went into what the education's about and again it, like you're saying it's not it's not about flipping this is a carbohydrate this is calorie counting it's not really about that it's more like what you said once people start to learn about their body more and how amazing it is and how, literally how amazing it is they respect their body more and they love it more and they appreciate it more then they want to look after it more once people start to learn about healthy food and how amazing it is and the absolute wonders that it can do and they start to feel the benefits like you said of the protein intake something so basic but you can yeah. get such yeah then people respect it more and they want it more this makes it more desirable after people understand why things are the way they are in terms of causality in terms of positives and negatives mm -hmm. as well, they find it easier to make informed choices. Once people understand what leads to what result and why things are happening and why, why they take the actions that they take, why they make the choices that they make, why do they actually struggle with the weight loss? Why? Yes, okay, you find it hard to eat well, but why? Once we've mm -hmm. delved into it, yeah, and we've actually looked at it, it takes time. It takes time. It's, we go through the win-all-learn process, don't we? And it takes time. But once people understand why they struggle with their weight and why things are the way they are. It's easier to succeed. It's easier to change something if you understand it. It's like, know thy enemy, yeah. some might say, isn't it? So we're a practical education program. We do teach basic biology, yes, but we're about application, really. Um, that's why the education is so wide, isn't it? And yeah, and I, and I think that's it. I, I was just going to say that. It's not education as far as learning about this particular diet or this particular program. Oh, I've learned it all now. I know, I know how to do it. You know, I know that on this one, you have to count fat units. So on this one, you have to count points. And I actually know how many points there are in everything. Or I know how many sins there are in everything or whatever. It's not that kind of education. It's not learning about the program or the diet. It's much wider than that. It's education about, as you say, yourself your body the environment the the whole the, the whole big picture thing it's education about all of that and therefore to me that's what makes that's what makes people stick with it it's no easier i, I just don't believe that this <laughs> program is any easier than any others as we've said before there's no absolute magic formula there's no oh my god join this program and you'll never struggle ever again <laughs> absolute rubbish rubbish that you know we're all human beings and we're all going to struggle at times for hundreds and hundreds of different reasons um so there's there's nothing clever or magic or special about this as far as um it it, it being a, a magic formula a magic equation you know this plus that equals fat loss dead easily <laughs> or you know it's, it's just it's not it's not but it's it's easier in the fact that you understand, you understand why you're hungrier. You understand why the scales go up. You understand that you're not the same as the next person and that everybody's unique and different. And you start to understand more. And as you understand more, you stick with it more. And, and you can't, well, for me, and I've said this to you many times, I can't ever see myself now not being well not being a part of this program i can imagine myself being a part of this program until the day i die actually but I, I i can't i can't imagine ever 
going back in inverted commas or even thinking of going anywhere else because there can't there can't be anything else that I would need to learn or that I would get from anywhere else that I can't get from here. We try our best, don't we? And we try and cover all bases. The the six mm-hmm. steps to slim program as it is now, it wasn't like this when it started. The program was smaller and I tried to make it shorter. It started at only, like you said, six videos, one video for each step to slim. But then it just wasn't enough. Pe- people wanted more. They wanted to know more. They had more questions after they'd heard a little bit on each step and why they should do what they do. And people are all just so different. So we have to hit it from so many different angles, don't we? And there's so many different ways that we can go into things. So it it got expanded so that it's longer. I think that's interesting what you were saying about there's more ways you can go with it. So it's not as samey and boring and there's a bit more Mm. to work on for longer. Yeah. And nobody, one of the things you also learn through the program and become to understand is that nobody ever becomes perfect do they no. like i still i still work on my own step six steps to slim i could still do better some of them yeah. i'm great at like i'm not bad with my calories and i'm really good with my protein um some of them i could do better though my hydration could be better i'm not very consistent at taking my vitamins and minerals stuff mm. like this i eat, i eat good veg um but i could eat more definitely i could do i could do slightly better i don't eat too many fruits but I'm trying, you know, and I'm still improving mm. steadily throughout time. Um, and there's no, there's no real rules or hard fasts on the, on the program, is there? There's, no, there's nothing that's setting stone. It's literally individual for each person. So like you said, um, you Everybody's said, you, different. yeah, you, you said that you couldn't re, you would you wouldn't know what you were going to find from anywhere else. It's not because we cover every single thing universally. It's because it's designed for you, isn't it? It's because we change the program based on what you want. When you come up against an obstacle, we fix that obstacle for you. And you, and you, you do it, yes, don't you, but, for but, yourself? Yes, but I think that this program has almost got everything and you can take from it what you want. That, that is the thing that, like you said, you really only have to look at steps one and two. That's what we say. Mandatory is steps one and two. The rest are optional. So if you're the kind of person that I am, who's interested, fascinated, wants to know more, then you devour all the rest of them. And then you want to know more and more and more. And you keep asking more and more questions. There'll be other people who aren't interested in that. And they just want to do steps one and two and then ask the odd question here and there. And none of those are wrong and, and, you know, both of them are right because as long as you can get from it what you want from it and that you weren't getting from some somewhere else, then it ticks the boxes, doesn't it? It's not that it's six steps and therefore you've got to follow all six steps to be able to succeed. It's not that at all. There are six steps and actually there's more, as we've said, you know, you've done videos on lots of other things that are sort of part of the six steps but that have come out as we've said you know come out in the news or where somebody's actually asked a specific question about something and you've gone into more detail um but some people won't be interested in that and some people are interested in everything so it's it's picking out of it cherry picking the bits that you're interested in but all of it is available for you know i'll say for free but i mean you know as part of the program or it's not like optional as in you have to pay extra to get the the extra videos or anything. It's all there. It's all available. But you take from it what you want or what you need at the time, don't you? 
that's exactly it. It's like a DIY diet program, isn't it? That's why the short yes. version's called the DIY diet because you sort of design and build your own fat. When people are on our fat loss program or our weight management program, people sort of design and build their own fat loss program. Like you said, picking and choosing their own goals. That brings us right back around to the beginning of the conversation when we talk about ABC. It, it's the autonomy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, how, that's how we give people autonomy on the program. People yeah. pick their own goals. One of the huge yeah. differences we have is rather than when people join the program, I tell them what goals I want them to do. And I say, I think you should eat this and I think you should do this many calories and you should have this goal and this goal instead. Because people have had that before. They've had a million people tell them what to do and it's never worked out. So instead, what we do is people learn what they could do. Like you said, there's basically every single, every single tip, tactic, trick or tool that you could possibly use to lose weight or feel good. Flipping comes up at some, if it's any good at all, if it'll even lose you a pound a month or half a pound a month, it comes up at some point. It it at least gets a nod or a mention in the six steps to slim at some point, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like if, if people do the, if people do the long course and you do, you do every single part of the long course, I think it's 14 and a quarter hours long. Yeah. It's a a flipping right education. There's every single thing comes up in there and it's not because you're exactly right. People have to do it all. I'll tell you that 50% of people who achieve their goals and finish the program only ever watch lecture number one and number two. They tell me at the end, because I ask people, how many lectures did you watch? Just because I'm interested. Um, yeah. And I don't, rec- I don't recommend that you only watch the first two. That's, do- that's doing the minimum. But I also understand that not everybody, like you said, feels the same as maybe me or you. Maybe people listening to this podcast, maybe they do. That's why they're listening to more food and health and positivity, information, education and motivation. They want more of it. And they've got an interest and in sort of an active I don't know, sort of desire for it. Maybe they do, but I understand some people are busy and some people just want to know what they should do on the minimum and then I'm just going to do it and then that'll just be the thing. Yeah, so that's okay too. So yeah, that's why I sort of have it set up like that, that people don't have to listen to me rabbit on for, for, for that um, for, for that length of time. You can do the minimum if you want to do the minimum and then... And, and it's, that's only the minimum, literally, not even by my choice. It's literally the minimum because if you don't do it, it just won't work. Like lecture yeah. one is about you've got to drop calorie intake somehow, otherwise you won't get any appreciable or decent rate of fat loss result. And then lecture yeah. two is that you really, really should take breaks from doing this. Otherwise, you're just going to fail short term or long term anyway. So it's about yeah. and it's about keeping the weight off after, isn't it? So it's about short and long term weight management lecture two. If you don't, If you don't bring the calorie intake down, you won't flip and lose weight and if you don't keep the calorie intake managed after you'll gain the weight back so it's not yep. even my choice that the, the mandatory information is the mandatory information you either do that or you fail <laughs> this is how it goes yep. and it's yep. it's not it's not rules set by me it's rules set by flipping god or the laws of the universe or <laughs> whoever you want to believe whoever yep. you want to believe biology you know um yeah Darwin or whoever's flipping in charge yeah. of biology. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure who's in charge, who makes the rules around these here parts, but it damn well sure ain't me. I'm just no. the messenger. <laughs> so, yeah. so please, please yeah. don't shoot. I'm just the messenger. You just got to do what you got to do. And then the rest of the information, you're exactly right, is just opened up for people to just listen to and then just see if you like it. And then if you want to pick any of the goals and work on them, go forward. And I will say it's all there for the good of people's health and the other five steps to slim that aren't the mandatory um they all if applied and learned about will bring will and can bring positivity and they all make the fat loss either easier while you're doing it or faster while you're doing it or more sustainable at the end 
That's why they're yeah. there. Like the second step to slim, like you said, it's about movement, isn't it? It's about walking more and exercising this kind of business. If you walk more, it can make the fat loss easier because if you do more exercise, you can eat more and lose the same weight or it can make it faster because if you eat the same as you would have anyway and then you burn more calories, you'll lose weight faster and slash or it will make it more sustainable at the end because your metabolism will be faster and your calorie maintenance will be higher and then it will be easier to manage that calorie intake with a higher maintenance at the end. So you can see why you don't have, do you have to do it? No, but should you? Well, you could and it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. It? It'd be good. Yes, yes. Mm. Ooh. All right, then. Um, what do you think? It, it was, is there anything else you wanted to go through? I think um, I made a few notes, but I think I've just shouted at random yeah. <laughs> everything, everything I mean, that I've, I wanted I've to speak made about, really. I've other subjects, but I think they could almost be podcasts on their own. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think specific things like sleep, you know, I'd love to talk about that more, but I, mm, but I don't good. think, you know, I don't really want to go down that path right I now. I understand, but, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, things like that and hydration and hunger versus cravings are, are all potential subjects for for bigger, you know, bigger podcasts. But I think overall, you know, they're all parts of the jigsaw, aren't they? That, that are, as, as I say, parts of the jigsaw to a healthier, happier life, really, that, um, that include losing weight <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, these are your these are your big rocks. These are your main yeah. variables to be working on. Yeah, these are the areas that if you put your effort, you'll get a good work to reward ratio. So you'll get a good reward without doing crazy work. That's what people want to. Yeah, it's your it's your most efficient places. It's not necessarily your easiest places, but it's the places that will get the job done. It's yeah. managing your calorie intake, walking more and exercising if you can, eating healthier, watching out for your snacks and stress and psychology, increasing your protein intake and hydration and liquid calorie control. Obviously, there's more bits to it than that, but you're right. We could do yeah. we could do podcasts on each one and on each even each mini topic in between yeah. each one. Really? And yeah. we'll be back. We'll be back, yeah. won't we? At flipping we some point soon. We're always back. We're coming back every week with Yeah. More episodes, putting them ac out across the old interweb, aren't we? Yes, 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 yeah. A anything else then, yeah. Lynn, on the summary? What do you think, my dear? Um, no, I mean, the, the only thing I was going to say sort of at the end, really, is it's not just all of that from an education perspective. It's, you know, the amount of knowledge that you've got um, that anybody can post any question in the group. And I would say almost 100%, maybe 99.99% of the time, you've got the knowledge and the experience to be able to answer the question that people put in. But even mm -hmm. if you didn't, I'm not saying you haven't got the knowledge, but maybe not the experience sometimes, then somebody else in the group will have got that. So once again, the education then comes from being part of the community, which which was the you know belonging part of it, coming back to the ABC. Um, that if someone posts in there, has anybody had this problem or can anybody advise how to get rid of this issue? Not necessarily weight related, but weight related as in, you know, I've started having headaches since I cut down on sugar or something like that. Has anybody got any advice as to what to do with that? Then somebody, if not one person, maybe five people or 10 people will say, yes, that happened to me and I tried this. So once again, the education piece comes through over and over again with different people sharing their knowledge 
um, and you sort of wrapping up at the end or, you know, quite often saying everybody's given a great answer and I'll just add in, there's also this as well. So once again, the, the whole ABC thing, to me, the overarching piece is is still education and learning. Yeah, it all comes into one, doesn't it? Yeah, and I do not proclaim or claim to know the answers to everything. You're exactly right. There's nurses, doctors, personal trainers, other nutritionists, physiotherapists, in our, massage people in our group. There's loads of people, isn't it? Like if you, if you ask me why your knee hurts, I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to have to refer yeah. you to the. I'm going to have to refer you to the physio. So the community comes down to all of it, doesn't it, for support and yeah. for education, yeah, and for motivation and all of it. You're yeah. exactly right. Yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. All right then. Well, thank you, Lynn. It's been lovely to speak to you, my dear. And ditto, ditto. You have been fantastic as always. Thank you for listening as well, ladies and gentlemen. If you are on a platform where you can rate us, please do. If you want to leave a comment somewhere, if you can on your platform, please do. Please like or subscribe to us. If you've got questions for the show, we can answer your questions live. Myself and Lynn, next time we come back, you can send the questions into slumsociety.co.uk. There's many contact boxes there. And if you want help with your health and happiness using fat loss, food and fitness, (laughs) like I said earlier, then send us a message again through either the Facebook page or through slumsociety.co.uk and it'll come straight through to me and then I'll get back to you and we can chat, of course. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Okay, then. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Speak to you soon. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye.